It's the big show, the weekly podcast of moresportsnow.com. I'm Steve Tichner in our Jersey studio. I'm here with veteran sportscaster Matt Lachlan and on the line, our own John McAlevey. Today, we'll talk about two local college hoop stars that appear to be on the move. And we'll start with the stunning news that we just got this morning, reported by Jerry Carino from uh, app.com, that Eugene Omarui will enter the transfer portal. And I got to tell you guys, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I mean, this is an up-and-up program for Rutgers. Everybody's excited about it. Uh, and for him to just get up and leave, I mean, there's a lot of speculation here, guys. And we can we can we'll we'll start on several several theories theories here because we don't know yet why uh, specifically. But uh, Omarui is transferring. I'm I'm stunned. Well, I think everyone involved with Rutgers is stunned. Uh, yesterday, they uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, Tuesday afternoon. They put out a statement talking about how they were looking forward to bringing O'Marooney North with them when they play in Canada this year. so Which they scheduled for him, essentially. Yeah, so it, it seems to me that they had no idea this was coming, and then he puts out a, a note on his personal social media thanking Steve Peichel, misspelling his last name, by the way, but that's not a big deal. That's unbelievable. Well, it kind of is, but, you know. It is a difficult name to spell. I've done it, too, well, and I've always corrected it. But anyway, articles, no, but. stunned, absolutely. And until we know the reason, all we'll be able to do is speculate. But Rutgers loses a glue guy, Johnny. They lose a guy who I don't think had any kind of an NBA future, but for a team that was looking to improve its standings off a big jump last year in the Big Ten, they lose a guy who was a heart and soul guy. He, he was played, a heart, no question. He played, he played on a broken kneecap, and, and just, uh, you know, people were stunned about that. So it's a big blow for them, no question. He hurt that kneecap twice mm-hmm. in, in two separate years. And, oh, by the way, only missed two games because of it. He was a guy that was always on the floor. As you said, I don't think he's an NBA player in, in any way, shape, or form, but he was the heart and soul of that team, that program. He came in as a, a little-known recruit and worked and worked his way up to a you know a, a mid-team scorer in the Big Ten Conference. He was not a high-riser. He was not a shooter when he came in, and he developed into a really good three-point shooter as far uh, as far as last year. He was good at all that stuff. Didn't make he one. to make a big play, yeah. get a tip in towards the end of a game. He would lock up some of the other team's better defenders and you know, with so much positivity coming off of last season, heading into this offseason with a really good point guard coming in and everybody returning, this is a head scratcher, and I think it's really going to hurt the program right now. Well, and it comes late, too. That's the interesting mm-hmm. thing. I mean, you, you guys declare generally their intention shortly after the season is over. But for him, it's May, man. It's almost June. So something happened. Well, whatever it might be, I don't know. So, well, but we'll find at, at some point it'll come out. And guys, let's. I mean, all we can do is speculate. So, and we're a talk show, so let's speculate. I mean, the one thing right out of the jump is you know, look, uh, uh, Pikeel bringing in uh, Akwazi Yaboa, essentially the same size as Omarui, same position. Uh, was he smarting over that decision to do that? I mean, you know, so, you know, uh, Omarui was was Peichel's star recruit at Rutgers, his first star recruit. And, of course, uh, Peichel also recruited Yaboa. Was there something going on there where he was smarting over that decision to do so? I mean, that's a possibility. Omarui was, was a nobody coming in. Nobody knew who he was. I mean, he was little known. And he, he's just really a self-made player. He's worked himself into that. 
And as far as Yaboa, it's not as if, you know, Duke and Kentucky were, were trying to get this guy. I'm sure he's a nice player, but by no means do I think Omaruyu was scared off by some transfer from Stony Brook. I, I mean, I don't think that would be the case. I, I would be he surprised, John. Yeah, I would, I would be surprised if that's what scared him off. Uh, it just doesn't strike me as his personality witness what we t- we talked about earlier. I mean, here's a guy who came off playing with uh, from a broken kneecap and somehow well, dragged his knee through uh, the end of the season. There's no way. There's no that, well, that, there is zero chance that that's an issue. And that, that's the next speculation. Then, Matt. I mean, the knee. Um, was it was it possible they wanted him to address the knee? Could he? Is it possible he needed surgery? Was there something going on in the offseason where that knee wasn't a hundred percent? Because I got to tell you, guys, and, and talk about heart and soul. And listen, I wrote an article on our blog about his heart and soul and what he means to that team. But listen, he wasn't. That knee was not a hundred percent in the second half. It was not. Oh, so I, he I, just he was just a lion. He just played hard with that knee at whatever it was seventy percent, and he was in pain too, man. You know, it would definitely, and I think towards the end of the season, especially, man, I think that that knee really was a factor. And so, what is that going into the off season? Did they want him to have surgery or something, and maybe sit out a year? Possibly is that a, is that a possibility? I guess it is. Um, I, I guess they could have broached that with him, saying, "Hey, listen, get it stronger. We've got this kid for one year from Stony Brook. You get healthy, you come back. We'll be even better because Mulcahy will have a year under his belt and." Uh, Geo Baker will have another year under his belt, et cetera, et cetera, and and uh, you know Ron Harper and on and on, and and so then you'll be coming back to a really good team. I, I guess that's possible, but if you don't have NBA aspirations, I'm not saying he doesn't have aspirations, but in reality, he doesn't. So if if that's not your thing, I I, I don't know, I don't know why you would necessarily have the surgery. If you feel you're good enough to play, I, I don't. It's that's a possibility, I guess. Because I mean, look, it doesn't make any sense. You're trying to make sense of this. Where's he going to go? How he's how's he going to further his aspirations? So, John, what, what's the move now for him? Uh, you know, I the thing now to look for is if he's put himself into the transfer portal to see what teams are going to sniff around. I mean, does he become someone that teams? Um, I'd have to look and see whether the Big Ten allows interconference uh, transfers. I know that the Big East does not allow that. So, uh, Matt, for you and I, when some guys leave our programs, I know that the other teams, that's a no-no. They're not allowed to do this. But Which we'll is the right thing. Teams. We'll pack 12 teams. We'll big 12 teams. I mean, will these big conferences, ACC, do they want someone like this to come in? And if so... They'd only get one year out of him. It was, it'll be interesting to see. Or does he go to a smaller thing, thinking that, um, hey, I am an NBA guy and I want to be, you know, LeBron James at maybe like a Stony Brook kind of a school. Believe it or not, could you imagine if he went down to that level? Yeah, but, and, and listen. First of all, the knee is, is is front and center all the way there too. They have, they have to wonder about the health of that knee. Anybody that takes him on, and then he has to learn a whole new system and get you know a whole new teammates. I mean, it's I'm he's a senior. Uh, I you know I I think to to me it seems like it's. He, he's he's uh, disappointed with something, angry at something. I mean, uh, 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 that's yeah. But the as, old Jer- and as Jerry Carino pointed out, though, in his story, 
few days ago, he was showing off a jacket with an R on the line. Yeah. So, right. uh, it, yeah. it is puzzling. And we'll have to get Jerry on the show puzzling. again and talk yeah. about it. It sure. is very puzzling. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll need to know more before we can really figure out the whys behind it. But mm -hmm. on the face of it, it is very puzzling. And it is a big blow to Rutgers. I Look, here's the only way he's not a big blow. His knee is so bad, he can't play. And they weren't going to have him, to your point, unless he had surgery. And he said, listen, I don't want surgery. And that's it. Then they were getting a shell of a player, and he wasn't going to help them. If he had any chance of playing this year, his absence hurts them. Can they overcome it? Absolutely. He wasn't a superstar, but he was pretty damn good. No, he was damn good. And again, we talked about Hart and all that, and he absolutely had it. And I mean, he was the captain You asked Steve Peichel yesterday morning. Well, unless Steve knew that mm -hmm. he wasn't going to have surgery yeah. and that... Mm -hmm. There's just, it's very, very perplexing. Very, very perplexing. But he would not want to lose him. That's for sure. Well, it's okay. So he's gone. Let's look at Rutgers today without him. And listen, I mean, here's the thing that we got to understand here now. It was, it's one year. He was going to be a senior. This was it. Okay. Uh, they still have to gel under these new players. Paul Mulcahy coming in. Jacob Young, who, who's the transfer that sat out. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement around those players. We already mentioned uh, Quasi Yaboa coming in, who essentially has the same look, the same position. So he'll come in and obviously play fill a bigger role now. So yes, I think it hurts in terms of them. This was the year where they could push through and be and, and be an NIT team, John. So the possibility of that taking a blow on that end, but still they, their best days and they're gelling with these with this crew of um, freshmen they had last year will not be next year. It will be their junior and, and senior years. Do you agree with that, John? I do. I do. And, and, you know, let's not forget guys like Miles Johnson really came out of nowhere last year and had a terrific season. A lot's going to fall on, you know, a guy who sort of is um, – you know, someone you don't hear about was a guy who was really highly regarded when he came in is that Mamadou Duokore. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his mm -hmm. name correctly, but he's a big guy that had a little buzz around his name who's done absolutely nothing at Rutgers. Yeah. How about, you know, you knock on his door this morning and say, hello, opportunity's knocking. Let's go. You have talent here. We could really use you to step into a, to step into a role this season because you know, Eugene has now decided to take his ball and go somewhere else. So something like that could be um, an opportunity, as they say, when one door closes, another one opens. And uh, But I don't think in any way, shape, or form you cannot say that a lot of wind is taken out of their sails right now. No question. doesn't mean they won't have a better year than last year. Right. And, of course, it it's not going to matter two years from now <laughs> because he wasn't scheduled to be there. So it doesn't impact necessarily the trajectory you're on. But I guarantee Steve Peichel doesn't want to take a step back this year. And Omarumi's absence, Omarui's absence, gives that possibility a little more life that they could yeah. possibly be less than they were last year. And if that's the case, then that's not good for the program. And again, guys, this is this is fresh news. We just heard this, so uh, we have to uh, we have to hear what Peichel has to say. Some more is coming out on this. We should get Jerry on back on the show and have a chat with him after all this, and and uh, and find out exactly uh, what happened there. But again, stunning, stunning news. Let's switch it over to the other basketball co program in Jersey. Well, there's plenty of them, but Seton Hall. Uh, Miles Powell's out in L.A. working out, and, and he's not made an announcement yet. 
but it's possible that he will remain in the in the draft. I guess what he's hearing for is, is hearing that he's going to be one of the 60 chosen. Is that what it comes down to? Oh, for sure. Uh, you're not going to declare unless somebody tells you if you are available, we'll take you. Absolutely. Why would you give up your last year of eligibility mm-hmm. uh, and then become a free agent and your bottom feeder? No question. I, I think he'll come back. I, I don't think, despite the well, fact that he's Corey Sanders and go to Georgia, Georgia, the, the country. Oh, no, no question. Oh, th- there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Isaiah Whitehead, a recent Seton Hall guy who left early and bounced around the NBA. He went to Russia and then now he's back signing with Detroit. So, you know, he's, that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I mean, and you, and you're chasing money that you may never make. I mean, at that point, you know, Isaiah Whitehead's made millions. Mm-hmm. Not many people in this world can say they've True. made millions mm-hmm. when their time has oh, come. Absolutely. So, but I don't think he will. I think he'll come back. I don't think he's gotten enough positive feedback from the NBA uh, he wasn't invited to the combine. I, I just don't. I, I just don't think at this point it's the thing he's going to do. Well, Johnny, let's talk about him as a pro player. I mean, he's six two. Man, he can shoot. Man, he is a he's a player. There's no question. But I mean, is he an NBA player? Well, in that league, you have to make shots first and foremost. And I can tell you, as a uh, Providence guy watching him for the last couple years, the kid makes shots. At the end of the day, the ball is in his hand at, at Seton Hall games late. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oftentimes, not only does he take the last shot of the game for them, he takes the last 10 shots yeah. of the game for them. <laughs> and oftentimes, they reach the bottom of the net. The kid makes them from all over the floor. He gets to the basket. You know, when you have a skill that you can shoot it from deep, that means that guys have to crowd you. And now what he's able to do is, since he's lost all that weight and gotten himself into better shape, is he lures you out, he can upfake you, and then he can get into the lane. He's a devastating free-throw shooter. He has all the skills you need to play in the NBA. The question is whether it's a year too early if he comes back. I did a little research. Seton Hall is ranked in yeah. the top 15 in basically every way-too-early preseason top 25 mm-hmm. team. That is terrific for the school and for the conference. I mean, if he leaves the you know, top 15, they're not even the top 50 team. I mean, if you look at the talent that we let, we would be left on that roster, you know, they're a middling Big East team without their scores. So the, the decision is big for him. It's almost bigger for the school, I would think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No question. Because that go-to guy, that guy who's going to hit the shot at the end, I mean, they're, that, that, that's a special player, and, and, and that's what he brings. So, Matt, really, I mean, without Powell next year, I mean, what, what's Seton Hall? I mean, well, you know, they would certainly hope that Miles Kale, you know, steps up to what his reputation should be. I thought last year he was a little disappointing. But no, you can't replace Miles Powell. So, yes, Seton Hall, it's more important for them in many ways than it is for Miles because uh, if he comes back, they're going to be a very good team. If not, then, as John said, they'll be scratching and clawing. So I think they're they're waiting with bated breath his decision. Um, again, I think he will come back. But at the same time, you're talking about real money. Um, you know, even if he's a second-round pick and bounces between there and the G League, the NBA and the G League, he's going to be making seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars a year. That's and I, a lot of money. And I wonder, did they give him an insurance 
Does like an NBA team say, hey, listen, we're going to pick you the 47th player in the draft, blah, 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 blah. Is that how it happens? Because I'd imagine it would have to be something like that. Or, or they like, let's say, that, yeah, we're interested, but but we're, we're we're still looking at our board. Is there is there a there's risk to it? Am I right? Oh, there's always risk. It, absolutely. Uh, I could say if I'm the if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I could say, listen, we're not, you know, you're not a first round guy, but we'll take you in the second round if you're available. And then suddenly on draft day, somebody gives you a, a, an offer that requires you giving up your second round pick. Bye bye. Right. Uh, that's why there's a lot of uh, that has to go into this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thought that has to go in. There's absolutely no guarantee. And can he raise his stock? Playing his senior year—that's another thing he's got to look at, right? I mean, can I can I raise my stock and become a, a, a you know first or second round pick with an amazing year at Seton Hall, or I mean, or is he the player he is and everybody knows what he can bring? Well, if he's not going to raise, yeah, yeah, I, I I think he can raise his stock, but you know, I don't know by how much. You know, is he can not only I would think he could not only be the Big East Player of the Year. He could be a first-team All-American. That's how good this kid is. But is he? Um, but he's a shooting guard. Is he? Is he a point guard? Can he? Can he run the point? I mean, and, and certainly he doesn't do it in college. So would he do it in the NBA? You know. Hey, listen, Jalen Jalen Brunson at Villanova was not your prototypical high riser. He was sort of a chubby guy that that really worked his game, could shoot it from deep, and then worked on being able to get to the basket again. Was a really good free throw shooter. He was the national player of the year and he parlayed that in senior year. He came back and, and was the, uh, was a draft pick and he's, he's doing all right in the pros. I think Miles Powell is a better player all around player Mm -hmm. than, than was Jalen Brunson. So coming back certainly didn't hurt Brunson. If he comes back again this year, he can really use the spotlight to, uh, to not only, you know, push himself forward, but listen, Seton Hall could challenge for the Big East title. They could win uh, a Big East conference title, and, and and then they could, you know, a good deep run in the NCAA tournament with it with a team that led by this guy can do wonders for someone. Well, you know, and I'll dial back my comment just a little bit. I think he is who he is. I'm not saying that he can't get a little better, but I think that his resume can be burnished, as you said, John. And I think that would make NBA scouts and executives wow. take a little more notice. But I think he is who he is. Well, However, the difference between between being a second-round pick and a first-round pick is multi-million dollars, and they don't give up on first-round picks that quickly. And so that extends your career a little bit more. And so it could very well parlay into a lot more money. So from that standpoint, yeah, if he comes back, is the exact same player, but elevates Seton Hall to a higher profile and becomes a player of the year, first-team All-American, exactly, uh, et cetera, et cetera, then yes, then that that will elevate him and and increase his value from an NBA standpoint. And I what think is, he is who he is. I don't know if he becomes a better player. What does Kevin Willard say to him? I mean, the interests of Kevin Willard and the interests of Miles Powell. Obviously, he wants him back because they're that much better of a team. But does he say, "Hey, listen, if you can if you can make the money and and you want to be a pro, then you I think got that's it. what most coaches do. I think they're honest enough. I think most coaches speak with scouts and NBA executives connections they've made and said give me the real give me the story you have to be honest if Kevin Willard went to Miles Powell and said hey I've talked to all the NBA guys and, and you're nothing you're going nowhere mm-hmm. and let's just say Miles Powell either came back to Seton Hall and it came out that that was not true 
or he entered the draft and was selected, uh, then Willard's word doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he, he's viewed as a liar. So, no, you have to be honest. It's it, Yes, Kevin Willard's better served having Miles Powell back, but he's got he's to deal the truth to him. He's got to deal the you truth You know what I think, fellas? I think, let's face it, the college game, most guys that you know are serious about their hoops and that are getting recruited at the D1 level, college is not the end-all, be-all. We found that out yesterday when a guy like R.J. Hampton, who was a top-five um, player and could have committed to a college, he was all set to commit, and he decided he's going to take his game to New Zealand next year because yeah. college was not the thing for him. It never was. He wants to be a professional. I think any coach will tell you that I need to bring guys in, and our, um, our goal, first and foremost, is to get them ready to move them on to the next level. So Kevin Willard is going to say everything he can that is you know, promoting Miles Powell and what's best for him because if he doesn't do that, if he says, you know, I want him back and we need him back here, then, then really good players in the future are not going to want to go and play for a guy like that that's not looking out for their best interest first and right. foremost. Yeah, I, you're right. But given that, and we're still waiting on the announcement, I say he's back. I don't know if he's one of those 60 players. You know, I mean, amazing how it's just two rounds, right? I mean, you've got to be just an amazing talent. And he is, but I just, you know, there's too much, I don't know, all-around NBA player. I, there's probably some holes there. Second-round picks don't really make it in they the don't. NBA too much anymore, which brings which brings back um, but Whitehead you know, my, my use, buddy Marty but, Conlon was an undrafted free agent and spent ten and a half years in the NBA. That is like a unicorn nowadays. Yeah. This doesn't happen. Undrafted yeah. players don't make it in the NBA, and second-rounders don't necessarily hang on in the NBA. So if, if he is definitely not going to be a first-rounder, you know, the old, you're playing with fire, Scarecrow. I understand that a guy like Whitehead has made millions of dollars. Um, and, and, and playing in the NBA. I mean, he did play in the NBA, has, and probably will for another, or have an opportunity to. So that that's a factor. Yeah. I, I agree with you, John. It's very difficult for anyone other than a first-round pick to really stick for very long in the NBA. Yeah. But you, you, yeah. will, you will make a lot of money if you have enough talent to stick around, even for a few years. Now, you know, we could argue taxes and agents and you buy your mother a home, mother and father a home, et cetera, how much comes out of it at the end. But in, in the end, you are playing in the NBA and playing professionally. But it is a long road, and that's why I think he'll come back. Well, it's just the beginning of the story, both with Rockers. We'll find out what's going on with Omarui. We'll find out what uh, Powell's decision uh, will eventually be. And uh, that'll do it uh, for this week's podcast. Uh, check out our site, moresportsnow.com. we got a blog as well. We have articles, and uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. So check that out, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. For Steve Titchener, Matt Lachlan, and John McAlevey, bye-bye.